0: So now I would like to welcome you all. Don't, you don't have to lip-read now. You can hear me personally, so that's really good. Big warm welcome to you whenever you've joined us in the service here. So we believe and we know that God's a God who is working miracles, especially at this time of the corona crisis, to see how powerfully at work the Lord is.
1: So this week
0: we had a conference, and this conference was the All Nations Convocations by Tom Hess from Israel, connected with The Congregation in Kiev by Boris Grishenko. And it was so powerful to see. There were 46 countries that were connected, all in all. Thousands of people who were there. And so there were so many comments and feedback that we heard. And I don't want you to miss out on some of them. For instance, the organizers uh, said a thank, sent a thank you uh, message, and immediately they started confessing Sitting in their own families. Comments not just from the Ukraine, but these were also from Mongolia, Ossetia, and Russia, Belarus, comments from Israel, South America. And so, one man wrote yesterday, after the testimonies of the Germans, my heart broke. I repented for the hatred that I didn't even know that it existed in my life. I proclaimed forgiveness for all sin and pain that was committed against my family and and country and then I
1: asked forgiveness for my
0: own anti-Semitism that was in me, my family and my country.
1: Psalm 19 verse 13, how can I
0: know my sin, Lord forgive my hidden sin, and so many, many testimonies came in,
1: and so we are so grateful for all signs and wonders that are happening, and all healing,
0: and it's a time when the Lord moves his arm in a mighty way, but the greatest miracle is the miracle when the Lord takes our hearts and to soften them and touches them afresh with his love and we can meet with him And let me tell you, God loves you. He is full of love and compassion. He is full of grace. And He will never leave you alone. And if you are joining us here, no matter what nation you come from, wherever you are to join the service here, this love of God will not pass you by. He does not walk past you. This living God is here to meet with you in the power of the Holy Spirit. Ich dir ein and Ort I would like to read a word to you and share a word with you today. Wir sind Because, of course, we are also very much uh, dealing in the prophetic. We are wondering, you know, what does God want to tell us? In the past few weeks, we thought about, you know, what does it mean globally, historically?
1: Everyone locked behind closed doors. And we came
0: back to one word over and over again. It's the word of Noah, who closed the doors behind himself, Noah and the flood. And these closed doors kept going. And then we see how the Bible speaks uh, about the doors that are closing behind us. And at the same time, it's the message that God opens the doors again. So the closed doors of Noah. And at the same time, it's a time. Well, what was it really? Because we are still in the middle of it. So we've had some lifting of restrictions now. Businesses can open again. And there is a discussion
1: how we can enter back into the economic life. How can we uh,
0: strengthen the economy again? At the same time, what kind of word is this? Many people t- talk about a reset
1: that now we can find
0: peace again and rest. Others said that there would be no outward influences anymore. Or others said that this time was a time of security as well a time when we also see in this time that we hear God's voice once again and we can call out to Him. But what does it mean to see it from the Word of God? And let's look at this word. Guido mentioned it already.
1: It's about the time of Noah. What does that time of Noah mean? So we all know the story, right?
0: We know it from Sunday school or maybe our children's services. The story of the flood, Noah with all the animals. They go into the ark
1: and then there is the
0: situation that water is everywhere and then it's running off. And they realize the water goes, recedes and the ship then actually stops on a mountain and then the doors open again. So let's take a look at that. What does it really mean? What, what now? And that's also the title of the message. The altar of Noah, what now? So, point number one, during a time of crisis, we need to learn to hear the word of God. Noah waited for God's direction.
1: And when we imagine this
0: huge ark, he waited for God's timing. And even though he knew, you know, the dove hadn't returned and the waters left the earth, he still needed to listen to what God said to him.
1: And times of drought and dryness
0: are times when God speaks to us specifically. Just take a look at the Internet, or maybe to what many ministries write. this is the time of revelation.
1: The Hebrew word
0: for desert and and wilderness is Midbar, and if we take the word Dabar, that's included in the Hebrew word for, for desert, Midbar, so Dabar is the time when God speaks, it's a time when God himself reveals himself. Times of desert and drought are not just times that we should push aside. Times of crisis is not something we should try to leave as quickly as possible. But these are times when God is speaking. Somehow the desert is holy to the Lord. It's the time when God gave his Ten Commandments to Moses. It's the time when God set up the tabernacle, the place of the presence of God. It's the time
1: when Jesus was led into the desert and
0: he overcame Satan
1: and in Psalm 84 verse 7 we read that when they walk
0: through the arid valleys it shall become a place of pools and the autumn rains fill it with blessing so the autumn rains, early rains his fountains he changes the desert into a place of pools. And so for us, it sometimes does feel quite differently, right? We read it and say, oh, well, hmm, maybe we're happy to have it over with.
1: But for
0: Noah and his family, if we imagine that, he had 150 days that he spent in the ark.
1: And then 150
0: days more, When the water had already receded. So that's a long time, almost an entire year. And I wonder, you know, how does that feel?
1: Uh, Were they happy that they were saved? Or did they
0: still remember the screams of those who died? Did they still remember the images of those who drowned, who weren't there anymore? Because it was the flood. It was God's judgment.
1: So what did they feel like? Did they feel good or did they
0: feel more or less
1: as victims, the ones
0: who were left behind? And so the second point here, so the first point was, we need to hear the word of God in the time of crisis. And secondly, in every crisis we need to be very careful not to hide behind a victim mentality. So the second point is, kill the victim mentality. Times behind locked doors are usually times, or these doors are doors of rejection. I feel rejected. I feel like I was kind of uh, stigmatized. Maybe you worked in a hospital, or you were in contact with some uh, people infected by Corona. Or maybe people didn't even know whether you were infected or not, or whatever. All of a sudden, you you see people avoiding you or just greeting you from afar. You don't hug anymore.
1: And somehow, these times, even though you don't want it,
0: these things suddenly come up in your heart that you don't even want to rejection, victim mentality, mentality. I feel isolated and that's the second point that's so important we need to reject and kill every form of victim mentality And there's one saying, is like, kill the victim mentality inside you, otherwise it will kill you. So if you permit victim mentality to rule in you, the result is always death. Death of relationships, death of joy, of peace. If you live in in that victim mentality, something dies in you. So that means, every day, over again, we need to do something against this victim mentality, especially in the time of crisis. And I believe that also Noah and his family had to struggle against this. Why couldn't we just keep going as before? Why did this have to happen with the flood? Why did God allow this? Why? Are we now locked in behind closed doors?
1: Why uh,
0: did it come so close? Why did it concern me personally? Why in my job? Why is my future perspective just failed now? It looked so good.
1: But it's important that you
0: would truly kill that victim mentality because every form of victim mentality pre- prevents your healing and your breakthrough and prevents you from overcoming darkness. So we need to change our attitude from a victim mentality to a victorious mentality. Just like Jesus says, that we become overcomers by his blood because he is the only victim. And he carried all of our pain and fear and sin. He carried everything that's on our hearts, any rejection, any feelings of being a victim. He took it upon himself on the cross so you would be able to overcome. And the third point
1: now
0: is at some point we will have to come out of that desert. And this is also what happened to Noah. Noah.
1: So, Jetzt wir der so now we get to the story, and let me read a few verses. First...
0: Genesis 8, verse 18. So Noah came out. Oh no, hang on. Um, so, which
1: was uh,
0: Then he sent out a dove to see if the water had uh, receded, but the dove couldn't find any place to rest its feet, so Noah brought it back. By the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the coverings from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry.
1: So, Mama Noah was
0: dreaming of going shopping again. Family Noah, they wanted to go have a pizza in a restaurant again.
1: Their the children the were dreaming party. of a
0: big barbecue, uh,
1: free at last, no more Endless
0: shut the doors, the animals are free at last.
1: And they were getting everything ready,
0: and I imagine that they had already started opening up the cages where they were locked in, and the doors open up with a loud screech, and then they only hear one cry of Noah, stop! Stop!
1: Stop. We cannot just organize ourselves to everyday
0: life like we had before.
1: Hey, what about God? You can't just
0: rush out with all the animals. We are at a new beginning.
1: The time of judgment. The time's
0: not over by far, even though the ground might be dry again, even though the door might be doors might be open again.
1: And my friends,
0: there is something I see here. I see a comparison. I don't know what you feel like. but it is the beginning of a new time. I don't know when that will be and what it would look like. But I am convinced that in 50, 100, 200 years, unless Jesus has come back before then, when historians look back and talk about this time, they will speak about the time before the corona crisis and after the corona crisis, like historians talk about before the Second World War and after the Second World War. So there are certain incisions, certain watersheds that will remain. And so we are at the threshold of a new time that's important. And I sense it's like in your hand whether it will be better or worse afterwards. And so Noah then took the animals according to all of their kinds and they came out of the ark, one kind after another. That's Genesis 8, 18 and 19. So Noah came out together with his sons, his wife and his sons' wives. All the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on the earth, came out of the ark, one kind after another. And then verse 20, Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. And taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again I will curse the ground because of man. So, when Noah came out of the ark, sometimes we've got a wrong kind of idea. Everything was back to as it was before, just a bit more muddy, but that's not true. Because when Noah came out of the ark, he must have felt like coming to a completely alien planet. The sun was shining more forcefully, all of a sudden there were clouds in the skies, there was wind, they were on a high mountain that he had never seen before. All of a sudden there were seasons like they would not been there before. The climate changed, suddenly there was extreme heat and extreme cold.
1: And it started raining over and over again, and more and more powerfully.
0: He'd never seen anything like it. All of a sudden, for the first time, he saw a rainbow. Wow.
1: More
0: powerful than any fireworks we could imagine. He'd had had to learn what is ice. And what's sunburn, and the fact that rivers can actually run across their borders and can swamp everything. So everything changed, except for him and his family and the animals and the ark. They were the same. But the climate, the plants, the surface of the earth, gravity, the stars, everything he saw was different.
1: And the question is, what now? Was jetzt der Weg so what is the way Und out of this?
0: And I take this image
1: damit wir, damit wir so we could können, think about it.
0: What happens, happens actually after the crisis? because we are not quite there yet
1: and we know that we will have to carry
0: on quite a bit further It will look differently you know people keep asking me will everything be alright again will there be more crisis afterwards I'm convinced
1: because the word of God speaks about this that everything
0: will be shaken that can be shaken
1: but But now we find
0: Noah and his family just outside the Ark. Everything had become new. And I believe
1: Noah, your family and you, you need a debriefing
0: of your time behind closed doors in your Ark.
1: And I think sometimes
0: we also will need kind of a debriefing there at some point when the restrictions are lifted, things become easier. Just see.
1: Maybe there will be a time when we say, oh, it was so nice, the doors were closed and somehow it
0: was kind of a time of rest and security for me. Everything slowed down.
1: No outward
0: influences anymore.
1: and And Noah's family said every day we can play with the monkeys and now we have
0: to do other things
1: sometimes it's kind of easy
0: to kind of only view the world from a closed up perspective
1: but Noah prepared them
0: for what was coming. Oh, the family, of course, the family, they, they were, happy. were happy. Yeah, now we can go Noah's out again. Adventure Noah's adventure tours. Yeah, the yeah. free travel. They now we can come together again.
1: They were looking forward to what was
0: happening. Coming. And we are looking forward to, yeah, yeah, you know, restaurants opening up again, going to the cinema and whatever. Fellowship, meeting people.
1: But uh, Noah told them, Ihr werdet nicht you, know, aufhören, you will not stop und Mühe zu haben
0: taking responsibility and having trouble and hard work. As nice it might have been in that crisis, all the difficult things that might have been and the fears and images and all those things, isolation, these things were not nice. But there were certain areas maybe where you didn't have to take responsibility for anything. And all of a sudden, every distance to go is too far for you. Any investment is too much.
1: Noah, your family
0: maybe needs kind of a debriefing of their time behind closed doors. As long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. We heard that in the message for the offering. But actually what God's saying here is, Noah,
1: the trouble that you have will
0: not stop. Sea time and harvest, it will just not stop. You will sow with toil and harvest with toil.
1: And the toil of
0: climate will not stop. Sea time and harvest, cold and heat.
1: You will be exposed to that the trouble of,
0: of the seasons, summer and winter.
1: It will not stop
0: floods will will not stop huge movements of water will not stop deserts will not be less there will be glaciers uh, entire species will die out there will be volcanoes day and night so there will be times when you grow weary and tired you will not be able to sleep at night you will be tired during the day Did you ever hear the word like this? As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest will not stop. Responsibility will not stop. And you know, debriefing.
1: Maybe you felt like this
0: before, you were sick. And it did take some time for you to recover. But then slowly, slowly you're getting better. But you don't even dare to leave your bed anymore because your bed is like your safe space. It's protection for you Or maybe someone who was a prisoner And of course they want to get out of prison
1: And then there's a time when the prison doors open up
0: You don't dare to step outside Because you don't know what is in store for you out there And whether you're able to carry the responsibility Again or at all and so Noah says to his family get out of your protective space and take responsibility even more than you had to do in the ark take spiritual responsibility and practical responsibility you will have to work a lot
1: you will have to
0: give yourself and you will worship me and you will be a testimony for me
1: The times of
0: shakings and crises are not over yet. But now is the time when I will draw you out of hiding and I will use you in a much, much greater way. And God says to Noah, build an altar for prayer and worship.
1: And so the
0: whole family is gathered. The animals are there and God says stop before you do anything else before you organize anything before getting uh, getting ready and moving out before you go and hide maybe somewhere into the safety of your house your apartment, your ark, wherever you are I would like to do something new with you
1: and the Lord says
0: come let us build an altar well, that's what Noah said. Come, let us build an altar to the Lord to honor God and to worship Him. And then He took the stones and He built an altar for burnt sacrifices and the Hebrew word is Olah and the burnt offering is everything that goes up like the smoke that goes up and becomes a pleasing aroma for God and actually this is a prophetic sign for the sacrifice that Jesus brought when he offered up his life for you and for me
1: And this altar for burnt offerings
0: also represents worship, prayer, seeking him with all our hearts.
1: And all of a sudden,
0: everybody else didn't look to what was possible or impossible, what was new or not, all the things that had changed, but all of a sudden, all eyes were fixed on the living God.
1: That is the altar of burnt sacrifice. And
0: so God Noah took all these clean animals and sacrificed them as a sign of his commitment and love to God. It was a symbol also for the forgiveness of sins by the blood of the Lamb.
1: It was a sign we won't stop
0: seeking God in a spirit of brokenness and humility. And this altar for burnt offerings also represents our commitment, our willingness to give ourselves how we live. And maybe you say, yes, Job's, of course, Old Testament.
1: But I would like to show
0: you in Romans, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, because that's exactly what it says here.
1: I am convinced that we are living at a time now When we are called to worship him, to seek him, to build altars
0: for burnt offerings for the living God, not in a way like Noah did, you know, with stones but by coming before him in prayer and worship and Paul Paul says here in Romans 12 verse 1 and 2 therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living
1: sacrifices holy and pleasing to God this is your spiritual act of worship so, my friends,
0: we, we long for fellowship, right? We long, at last, we'll be able to come together again.
1: When we keep to all the right rules and
0: conditions, we want to do that. But at last, fellowship again.
1: But then God says,
0: hey, come on, listen.
1: If you just come together,
0: that's not
1: uh, a spiritual sacrifice.
0: Worship and service starts by us giving our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. That is your spiritual act of worship and service. With your heart before me, but when you look to me, that's what God is waiting for. And so, don't be... Being conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will
1: wow, what a powerful word and then Titus 2
0: verse
1: 12 no, now in this world
0: we are to live full of commitment to the Lord, that is a pleasing aroma before God. So your service, your spiritual act of worship begins right where you are.
1: Our spiritual service to
0: God begins when we come before Him in that attitude and say, you alone, we want to honor and worship you alone. And I am convinced that the Lord says in this time, before you do anything else, get out of the ark.
1: Get out of the boat, boat, the ship, the safe place. But don't
0: praise it as the alternative to the reality of this world.
1: Yes, we want
0: to keep to the rules and regulations. That's what we do. But a lifting of restrictions for services, for shopping, lifting of restrictions for the business world means that it all by looking to God, worshipping him, honouring him.
1: So I am convinced that God says, build
0: an altar to me, like Noah built an altar to me when he left the altar. An altar of worship and prayer, of constant repentance and commitment, willingness to lay down his life.
1: And the attacks against the word of God will actually
0: increase in intensity and speed in you. of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony not loving their lives unto death so these are the elements that you also find in Noah the blood of the Lamb the blood of the sacrifice the word of their testimony and the commitment and laying down of our own lives. And if you then look into Revelation, because in our Bible talks we are thinking about Revelation, we find in Revelation 6, verse 9, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar, so there is an altar in heaven of worship, and under the altar there are the people who have been slain, martyrs, people who had been slain because they were faithful in keeping the word of God to the end and they had confessed their faith
1: and so when we look back to the story of Noah
0: think about it Noah built an altar to the Lord he took of all the clean animals and burnt sacrifices. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma. And that's a wonderful image. And he said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of man. Glorious. And somehow this looks like God was even sorry for what he'd done. As if he said, oh, well, sorry. Somehow I overdid it. That's how I understood this.
1: But actually, he says, I will
0: not punish creation anymore because the problem is somewhere else. The problem is in the heart of man,
1: in your heart
0: and in my heart, and that needs to be solved. And then there is this phrase, and this is like a bomb, you know, verse 21. For every inclination of the heart of man is evil from childhood. And my friends, this is the phrase where people actually get divided. That's the phrase when the enlightened world today actually has the greatest problems with. I remember the discussion I had with my father, who was a humanist. And in the sense of enlightenment, he thought and acted. And the discussion always was exactly about this. Is the heart of man good? Well, of course, certain evil elements. And if things are not good, you can change them through education and working on yourself. You can work on it. You can better yourself. Well, that's what the humanists believe and everyone formed by enlightenment. Or is it true that from childhood the heart of man is evil through and through? That cannot be made better. There's only one option. It needs redemption, salvation. Because here's the heart that can be made better. And I can do that with my own strength. And there we've got the heart. That cannot be made better. It needs salvation and redemption. And that's what God says.
1: The heart of man. So this is our
0: inmost being. And that's what the word of God says here. Every human being is able and capable of any evil thing. That might show in everyday life, even in little things, or extremely in a huge break out that nobody would have guessed. So let's look at this again. What are the main points of this message?
1: 150 days
0: the earth was flooded with water.
1: Then the ark
0: came to rest on the mountain and then another 150 days until the water had receded. And then Noah built an altar for burnt sacrifices. And the Lord said, I will never again destroy and curse the earth even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood. That was God's verdict. It's God's verdict over us today. He says that to every modern human being, every man and woman in Corona crisis, man remain the same. And you just have to open up your daily newspaper, any uh, any, uh, magazine, every movie in in the cinemas. Everything proves to you.
1: Wherever you go,
0: the heart of man becomes visible everywhere. In their work, in sports politics, marriage. (laughs) And my friends, evil, according to the word of God, is every attitude that contradicts God's commandments.
1: And that's what happened ever since the fall of man, when
0: mankind separated itself from God. Ever since that time,
1: every inclination of the human heart is evil. From
0: childhood, he has been rebelling against God. And he contradicts his will. And even our best of intentions don't change that. You can live under lots of discipline, try and really propose to do things, you can work hard to do things well
1: but actually that doesn't
0: make you into another human being in order to be a new human being you need to be born again you need to be born again by the Spirit of God and this can only happen once you submit to the Lordship of Jesus when you say, in a very childlike prayer, surrender your life to him and say, I want to follow you. I tried to do it by my own strength. I tried to do it with good works, with self-discipline. I couldn't do it. But I was not able to change my heart. And if we're honest, you can't do it. I can, can't do it. No human being on this earth can actually change their own hearts. But the Word of God, if somebody belongs to Christ, they become a new creation. For the old things have passed away, behold, everything has become new. So why don't you try just that? first you know, evil in a biblical sense doesn't necessarily mean that you do just terrible things from morning to night, having a knife in your hand and think up terrible things. But evil in a biblical sense is the attitude of the human heart who lives without God, doesn't ask for his will, doesn't want to do his will. So that's what the Bible means when it says evil. And the separation of God is what the Bible calls sin. And that is from childhood on. It is in our nature. And so we look, take a look at the next step because that's the covenant that God made with Noah. He worshipped him.
1: He laid down his own life on the altar his commitment he looked to him
0: he honored him And then you read in verse 9 chapter 9 verse 1 Then God blessed Noah and his sons saying to them be fruitful and And increase in number and fill the earth. Then he repeats again, be fruitful and and increase, so you will will multiply on on earth. So he never said that there'd be enough people on earth at any point, and that there'd be everything closed up because it's overcrowded.
1: But he actually
0: enters into that first covenant with Noah. And he says, in that time, in that creation, is how you will live in security to the end of your days
1: and then there is what we love as a
0: sign of his covenant he puts his rainbow in place
1: let this be a
0: sign of the covenant between you and me and rainbow is not for diversity not for colorful happiness of everyone but the rainbow stands for God's faithfulness and mercy in judgment and at the same time he says but you have to do something about your heart Because unless your evil heart is redeemed, it will drive you to the next disaster. And that's what he says to you and to me. He speaks to you and my family. He speaks to our cities. He says that to every nation. Unless your heart is redeemed, unless you hear my call, it will send you right into the next disaster. And so look to Noah.
1: After he yes, built the altar, built
0: now, the altar now, now at, at last, there, there must be a happy end somewhere.
1: There no happy end. But there was no
0: happy end. Noah became a, a, a farmer and planted a vineyard. He was drunk and lay in his tent and his son was ashamed of him and he treated him with contempt and Noah becomes choleric and curses him. Hey hey, hey, Noah, Noah, remember, your most important problem is not solved yet. It's a problem of the heart.
1: And then in the further chapters, we see how the peoples
0: increase. There's a Tower of Babel. Man raises himself above God. And then, only three chapters later, Genesis 12, verse 3, God chooses one man, Abraham. And he says, You will be a blessing for all nations. He who blesses you will be blessed. And he who curses you, I will curse. So we see God's story with us as human beings very clearly. And this story does not stop today. And so I would like to encourage you and us that at this time,
1: we would look to the living
0: God at this time we would be debriefed of the time that we spent behind closed doors just now and we would say yes to responsibility yes to the new things that God has prepared yes to the fact that the Lord will use you and me at this time I don't know how he's going to do that it's something new that is birthed but it can only be birthed once we honor and worship him when we build that altar of worship And I would like to close with my fifth point, so it's really interesting. Everything that I spoke about is what Jesus sums up in Luke 11, verses 1 to 13. He speaks to you and me, whoever asks shall receive, whoever seeks shall find. And you know, my friends, seeking him means in prayer and worship, looking to him, whoever to whomever knocks, it will be opened. So again, that's a door, right? Do you see it? So which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? So despite if you then, even though you are evil, so as we saw with Noah, this is there, even though I know what's in your heart, you know,
1: as human beings, you know to give good gifts to your children.
0: You can pass on a blessing. How much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So if we, whose hearts are evil, unredeemed, if we know how to do good, how much more will the Holy Spirit answer your prayers? The Father will answer your prayers. He will give His gifts to you, His presence, the Holy Spirit, His power. I don't know where you are at right now, how you pray and what your expectations are in this time. But I would like to encourage you, to look to the living God. And I would like to speak to you, especially, where you have had many experiences with the presence of the Holy Spirit before. In me, I've got a very strong feeling that there are some people watching. You used to worship the Lord, the Holy Spirit has filled you, But then,
1: it kind of
0: decreased in you, like oil that dries up and becomes hard.
1: And in those closed rooms where you spent
0: your life, maybe in your home or wherever, you prayed, but you never had that encounter with him. And I'm calling you now to this altar of Noah. I'm calling you to the place of worship and presence of God and the Holy Spirit wants to reveal himself to you afresh. Let me pray for you. And could I please ask the band to come? I still remember how I was so hungry for the power of the Holy Spirit. I knew I needed a fulfillment, infilling of the Holy Spirit. I was a young adult and I was seeking him. Every night I would kneel down to say, Holy Spirit, please come to touch me. And this word was the foundation for me. I said, Lord, if I ask you, you promised that you would hear me, you would answer. And you want Do you don't want to give me stones instead of bread? but you want to give your Holy Spirit. So I knelt in front of my bed and the power of the Holy Spirit came over me. And the Holy Spirit came with his fire, his power. And it wasn't a big enthusiastic experience, but it was simply the presence of God that was there. He said, here I am with all of my goodness, with all of my love. I fill you from head to toe and my prayer suddenly transformed into praying in tongues, and I knew God himself had come. This power of the Holy Spirit has never left me since. And this is more than 40 years ago.
1: And as soon
0: as you ask him to touch you, to renew you, as soon as you lay down your life before him, he will come. And he will renew your life. So let's pray together.